Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, welcome back to another video here. We're covering at the moment the smear campaign in its um, obnoxious entirety. So the last video we covered, what is the smear campaign and why do narcissists do it? Today, I'd like to cover the different stages of the smear campaign and how to best deal with it. Before we get into the video, I'd like to bring up the buddy program that we've we run on this channel. And guys, if you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing and joining this program. It's great to have support on the healing journey. The buddy program for anyone that's newly subscribed is you just basically put your put your comment down that you'll be interested in buddying up with someone so that you can share your experience with them or they can support you or you can support them on, on the journey going forward. And um, if you also put your location in, it's helpful so that you're on the same time zone if possible or something that's not two way out. So let's get into it. The desperate, awful smear campaign. So the narcissist, if you can remember, the narcissist has a basically a negative mindset. They're steeped in the more negative emotions of hate, envy, jealousy, resentment, those kind of emotions are predominantly what the narcissist feels. They don't have a good opinion of people in general. I mean, I'm sure, let me know in the comments, but I'm sure you've experienced the fact that they always, even the people that they proclaim to be very friendly with, that they love best, that they like best, they'll always say something negative about every single individual in their life at some stage. So when they get into the situationship with you, there's the love bomb and they're full of hope that this is, you're the one and this is going to be the relationship that's going to save them, that's going to give them everything they need and they're going to finally find happiness. Sadly, happiness doesn't happen for the narcissist. They do feel elevated at different times to feeling quite powerful and in control. And that, in my opinion, is as near they get to a happy state when they're most regulated. And it doesn't last and they can't sustain it themselves. It doesn't come from the internal. It has to come from other people. So narcissists are dependent on other people to get to that state of the nearest thing they feel to being happy. So when they meet you, they do go through uh, an initial stage of feeling this regulated feeling and feeling that they have a huge amount of supply and feeling good about themselves. They also want to partake of your character traits 
they see something in you that they really admire. And just remember this when you're experiencing a smear campaign, because it's just a fantasy world with the narcissist. They saw things in you that they admired and they wanted. Taking, leaving aside, you know, the benefits that you may have brought to them in the material world. They liked your character traits. Um, they saw that your character traits worked very well, that people liked you. And they don't, they don't have an identity as such because they're changing all the time. They change to meet, they, they adapt to people and adapt to an environment much more so than normal people would do. We all kind of like, you know, we were not our disco dancing selves in a work environment. So we all adapt to a certain extent, but the narcissist changes personality to suit, to suit a different environment or a different set of people. So they don't have an identity as such. So they see you and your identity and your character traits and they kind of think, well, that's who I'll be. That's who I want to be. I like that. I like that at the moment. But as the relationship progresses, they see you with these character traits that they admired, but they can't seem to. They kind of they'll, they'll copy you and they'll emulate you and your character traits and your attributes at different times. And it does kind of work for them in a sense, but they never quite get it, the fullness of it because they're faking it. They're copying it. They're copying you. So they begin to resent your success as as an individual, as a person. And the fact that they praise you up when they meet you initially and they praise you up to their family and friends. And then you kind of suddenly become very popular. Let me know if this has happened to you. But, you know, with the help of the narcissist, you're a likable person because they don't go for people that aren't like. They go for successful, joyful, happy people. They begin then to resent you a bit and you start to go into the devaluation phase when they have control over you. But they feel that they're losing it a bit, a bit. So they start to do the push pull. So it's intermittent reinforcement to keep you there under control and to kind of dim your light a bit because you're shining too brightly. So the smear campaign initially starts at that stage. They they don't run you down totally, but when you, their family or friends are praising you, they kind of go on a subtle approach and say, well, that's all very well and good. And yeah, you know, she's a great person or he's a great person. But I do have issues with a few things around them and I am worrying about it. So what I call phase A is literally laying the groundwork for the smear campaign. So that's going on in the background and you don't know about that. And you'd be horrified to hear them confiding in other people about your perceived faults. And they do have gripes about you and they are going on to other people about them. So they are laying the groundwork for when they do leave you, if they have to leave you. Remember, a lot of this is is it's subconscious, but it's a kind of a pattern that they get into, that they just go through the cycle subconsciously. This is what's worked for them before. This is how they defend themselves. They know they might have to defend themselves. They don't like you being in the upper position. So it's on a subconscious level that they're actually doing it. There's very few of them that are actually aware that they need to do this at this stage because they're consciously planning on leaving you. 
It, it can get to a stage where they're coming towards the discard and they are actually planning to leave you. They've met a new supply and then they'll up stage A of the smear campaign. So they'll make it a lot more serious and the issues around you a lot more serious. And they may leave you a few times, you know, for a weekend or a day or they'll go to one of their family members and they'll say, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't know if I can take this anymore. And you will, you know, have your various problems that they will be escalating at this stage to their supporters. So there's two different types of stage B, in my opinion, of the smear campaign. Stage B, I'd break down into stage one and stage two. So if you get away from the narcissist, they've caused you to need to get away from them, as painful as it is to actually leave them and bring yourself to do that. If you do that and they can't hoover you back at that stage, then you'll go into full-blown smear campaign where you've really injured them by getting rid of them to start off with and then also not accepting their apology and their hoovering of you, which is a big, big hoover to get you back so that they can re regain or retain the relationship until they feel they want to discard you. And that would be a wholly cruel discard if you have dared to try to discard them. This is just the narcissistic style. This is the narcissistic personality disorder. This is not what normal people do. So you will then go into the big, big smear campaign. So I'm going to cover that at the end stage. But I'm also now looking at when the narcissist discards you instead of you, you getting rid of them. So this is a stage where they will do what I call the middle smear campaign. And they it's it's called the justifying part of the smear campaign where they have to build on the groundwork that they have done in the devaluation stage with their friends and family and whoever is important to them, whoever, whatever supply system is important that they maintain and keep in place. They will build on what they've said about you and your faults in the devaluation stage. So they've now left you and they have to justify their leaving of you because it's a bit of a shock to everybody else as well as the as well as you, as well as their partner. They have to justify the fact they left you by really, really, really going down hard on you in relation to your faults, but in a sympathetic way, in a way that they really tried to help you. They don't annihilate you at this stage. It's a justifying part of the smear campaign, because remember, they aren't sure whether they will need to come back. And this is again on a subconscious level. They don't want to totally get rid of you or totally kill you at this stage because you are the backup supply. You're going to be on the shelf, the backup supply for them if things go belly up with the new supply. And their experience would be at the back of their mind that things always do go belly up in relationships with them. So they need to keep you on board and keep you keep it as amicable with you as possible while at the same stage causing you the pain that you deserve, the payback for letting them down. Then after that, the big, big smear campaign will come if they decide that they definitely don't need you. 
Now, this may be pre-Hoover. It may be when they feel that they have the new supply totally embedded and they're feeling confident. Or it may be when things are going bad with the new supply and they come back to you for a Hoover and you don't accept the Hoover or you do accept the Hoover, but you don't quite get back into the the relationship because you've learned a bit about narcissism now and you can't unsee what you've been seeing and learning about and you see them more for who they are and it doesn't click with you and the narcissist and you decide not to go for it. Oh my God, you will then get the mega, mega smear campaign. They will be very injured because they wouldn't expect this. They expect that that you are going to be amicable to the Hoover. They expect that you're in such a state of pain and waiting for them to come back. And they don't expect the unexpected. And when you say no at this stage, you will get lambasted in a smear campaign. Smear campaigns, as we we covered before, can be extremely vicious, extremely bitter, extremely revengeful on the narcissist's uh, side. This also is the type of smear campaign that you get when you've you've discarded the narcissist and you haven't accepted the Hoover. So I guess the really bad smear campaign usually comes usually comes post Hoover, but it can differ if they really, really feel that they if they feel that they really don't want you back and they don't need to keep you there as a safety measure, then you get smeared high and low to hell and back. How to deal with it? There's a few pointers here, guys, I'd like to give you. But the main pointer, and this is extremely hard because this person is going around telling blatant lies about you, discrediting your character, telling your inner secrets, even going to your employer and telling them things that are totally untrue. And I mean, guys, they can go really, really, really bad. Like they could even tell your employer that they know, say, that you're stealing from them. They could they could come up with anything. They could go to the police with criminal stuff. They'll say maybe that you're harassing them, that you're stalking them. When you sent them emails, you know, when you were discarded and you you were trying to understand what what it was all about and you sent loads of emails maybe or you continually texted them when they ghosted you though then you you know turn around and use this as even though it was your reaction to emotional abuse they'll turn it around into you harassing them and being mentally unbalanced so the smear campaign can be very vicious The best way to handle a smear campaign is to know what it is, to know what it's about, that it's not about you. It's about someone who is mentally unstable and has a personality disorder and is emotionally extremely immature and is blaming you for the fact that you weren't the fantasy person they thought you were. You didn't solve all their problems and you let them down and you even had the audacity to go against them. The grandiose, entitled, superior being that they were. And this is a no-no for them. So 
it's your fault and you're going to get it for what you've done. It's just a very nasty childlike reaction to everything that, that's happened. So ignore, ignore, ignore. Don't fuel the fire by reacting or going back to them. I would suggest not even responding unless you have to, unless it's a situation, say, where they've gone to your employer and they're starting to cause you, you know, problems in that area or problems where you actually have to respond. But do not react. Take your time to think about what you're going to do. Don't react from an emotional point of view and deal with it in a measured way where you're not defending yourself. What you do is if you can't, if it can't be ignored, if it's a situation that's to do with your children, your property, your job or whatever, it has to be dealt with. You do it in a very measured way where you don't defend yourself, but you talk about the narcissist in relation to. I believe they're going through something at the moment. Um, without getting personal, they have issues they have some personality disordered issues and i'm dealing with it as best i can they've been known to do this before and i have to deal with it but it's causing me a lot of problems so you don't defend yourself first of all you go at it from that angle it's not about you there's nothing for you to defend there there's nothing authentic for you that you should need to defend it. So what we're doing is we're talking about the person as having a problem and it's nothing to do with you. The only thing it has to do with you is that you have to try to modify their behaviour, try to get them to leave you alone and try to have compassion for them and deal with it in that type of way. They, if they send their flying monkeys in, I would suggest that you do the same, that you say, look, you know, this person left me or we're now not in a relationship. It's pointless discussing what they're talking about. It's not healthy. It's best, it's best and hopefully that they can try and move on from this, that there is no future in in talking about these things or continuing to spread negativity that you would prefer to move on in a positive way and you would hope that they could find it within them to do the same themselves. That's the type of reaction I would give a flying monkey that was sent to you looking for your reaction and looking for you to get involved. And you kind of put that to bed and you say, can we can we not discuss this? this? I prefer to talk to you about something else. And it's lovely to see you again. And how are you getting on? And get the person to talk about themselves and forget about spreading the maliciousness to you. The next thing I would say to be is be your best self, because the people that know you and love you expect you to be none other than yourself. They're not going to believe all these crazy lies that the narcissist is spreading about you. That's another fantastic way to defend yourself without defending yourself in the smear campaign. Shine brightly, shine your shine your brightest as you, as the you that you are. And then 
seeing you in real life and hearing the stuff that's being said about you, the two won't connect. The other thing is the smear campaign actually can be beneficial to you. And you don't say now, I know you're going to say, Paula, come on, it's been dreadful. The smear campaign can weed out for you the people that are actually your friends or are your detractors because people that will believe crap about you who know you are not your friends. So it's a time of a spring clean in relation to your relationships and your friends. So in that way, it can be beneficial. I know painful, very painful, very hurtful, but also beneficial. You know who's on your side. You know who's your team. You know who has your back. And the last thing I will say about how to deal with the smear campaign is. If you can get the knowledge, go through the healing on your journey as part of your healing, what we need to do is concentrate on who we are, loving ourselves and also progressing in that we take on challenges that we may may have been dormant for us. We look at our talents and we explore them. And guys, it's often the case, it's more often the case than not, that people who go on this painful healing journey actually develop themselves to an extent where they're doing three times as well as the narcissist. And guys, when you're progressing in life and when you're happy and at peace, a smear campaign from a snivelling snake under a rock is not going to affect you. You're going to be not wanting to even listen or to look at that person because you'll be flying high on your own success. And honestly, bad words that are mouthed about you and you being more successful than you've ever been in your life, that doesn't equate either. That doesn't equate. So the best way for the smear campaign not to affect you is for you to rise above it and rise and rise and rise. Make this pain your gain. The narcissist smear campaign will fall on deaf ears. Guys, I'm going to wrap this up now. The next video is going to be on how the smear campaign backfires on the narcissist. If you've stuck with me to this very end, please consider subscribing, sharing, hitting the thumbs up button or leaving a comment about how your smear campaign went and how you defeated it. Much love to you all and I will see you again shortly getting the interviews sorted out and we will upload them very soon. Have a great day, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.